waiting for the midnight sky to burn Red as the lips of the lover of the Hello and welcome to Empower Outdoors Podcast. Thanks for listening and tuning in today. I'm your host, Allie Dutine. And I'm your co-host, Phil Stepp. Today we are kind of talking about the excitement of hunting and why hunters hunt or anglers fish. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different points to it. There's personal points that you know go towards hunting and then there's also quite a bit of uh, facts that support hunting and why it's good for the environment, for conservation and all of that. So that's what we're gonna... Yeah and most importantly why it's good for the animals that you're hunting. Exactly. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about, um, especially if you don't come from a background of hunting, you might see, uh, I know some people who log off of Facebook, for example, on, you know, during hunting season, during like rifle season, cause they just don't want to see dead animals, which I get that. That's a personal preference. And that's a different topic of, you Yeah, know, that's just not like seeing animals yeah, die. Right. Um, but I think that what people don't understand is that it's not just about the kill. It's not about what hunters like to call the harvest because right. it's a little more... I like to call it the kill. Well, yeah, it is. That's it's essentially what it is. But a lot of people like to say harvest because it's kind of that... A little more politically correct. A little more politically correct. Um, and I think that, you know, people don't understand the harvest because they don't understand that life cycle as much. There's right. not a lot at least also in this area, there's not a lot of farmers. No, they don't understand where their meat comes from. They think their meat comes from the grocery store. Their fish comes from the grocery store. Right. It's not where it comes from. <laughs> what part of the chicken is a chicken nugget? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So um, that's kind of the, the topic of the day here. Um, well, that's a topic I'm passionate about too because, you know, in my years of hunting, I, I'll run into people who are against hunting or, you know, who strongly just don't like hunting. And it's always an interesting conversation with them. And I'll talk about that a little bit more, too, about what I say to people when they, when they um, tell me that they're against hunting. What do you usually uh, say? Well, okay, we can talk about it now. Um, so, <laughs> you know, you're, you're Allie, and you are sitting next to me in the lunchroom at work, and you're eating a cheeseburger. And I'm showing my, my other co-worker a picture of the buck that I shot last weekend. Mm -hmm. And you go, ooh, hunting's disgusting. Mm. How could you kill such an innocent little animal like that? I mean... Have you actually had people say that Oh, yeah, you? absolutely. Okay. How, could you, how, could you, how could you kill an animal that's so pretty? They're so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, they are beautiful. A deer is one of my favorite animals. I love everything about a deer. Uh, and I say, well... You know, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're a vegetarian. Is that a, is that a, uh, is that a veggie burger you're eating? No, it's it's beef. I eat meat. I just don't think hunting is right. All right. So first, I get them to contradict themselves because anybody who doesn't hunt, that's fine. You don't have to hunt. You don't have to kill your own your own meat. You know, to eat it. That's fine. I don't care if you you're totally ignorant about it. You go to the grocery store and buy your meat. That's fine. But don't judge someone else for collecting their own meat and eating it. Right. And that's exactly what hunting is. How could you eat a cheeseburger and not understand why I hunt? Mm -hmm. When you ask them that, that kind of thing, you know, then they kind of shut up about it and think about it a little bit. So right. that's, that's how I started all. I think that uh, I've gotten that too. And especially being a female, I, people kind of assume that you, why, why would you hunt? Like they're kind of baffled by the fact that I do hunt and that I'm about, I'm about hunting. I, I love everything about it. Um, and so... I've been in especially groups of women that um, 
the topic of hunting comes up and it's kind of like this at first when I was, you know, less, less into hunting, it was something I grew up with and I didn't really speak up about it because it was like, oh, it's not even embarrassing, but you feel like you're wrong. Right. And, and I, it wasn't until I got more into it, I educated myself more about it and the benefits of it beyond just having food for the table and having basically free range, organic, <laughs> organically grown meat, which is super trendy right now, but yeah, now it's trendy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but besides, besides that, um, I, I couldn't really back up why I like to hunt or why hunting was just always something that was ingrained in my family and ingrained in, you know, the way I grew up. Right. You know? that, that makes total sense. I, I felt that feeling before, even as a, as a man, you know, with a group of co usually it happens at work for yeah. some reason because I don't usually hang out with people that aren't like minded outside of work. But usually at work topics are brought up like that and like roadkill. Okay, I know this is a hunting, this is a hunting and fishing podcast, but I mean even the topic of roadkill. I always say I'm not above roadkill. If there's a deer that just got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave it to sit there and rot on the side of the road. I'm right. going to take it. I'm going to butcher it in my garage. First, I'll get a tag from the DNR or the state patrol or whoever issues it in the state that I'm in. And yeah, I'll eat roadkill. And yeah. that just baffles some people. You know what's hilarious about that is I, this fall, I read an article um, about a school, like an elementary school in Alaska, Yeah. that somebody hit a moose. Mm-hmm. And they didn't let that moose go to waste. They brought the moose into the school and the, and the kids learned how to butcher it. They, they butchered it together and they ate it for lunch. Good, that's great. They, that's they the used every piece of that moose. That's and the way that it was, should be. They taught the kids how to process the moose. Absolutely. I wish they could do that like on the mainland Oh my here. gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> or like, you know. People would be up in arms. There'd people, be protesters. Oh my goodness. It'd be horrible. It would. I can't imagine that happening here, but Alaska, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me how that animal got killed, to be completely honest. If it's somebody else that shot it, or I shot it, or gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number one thing is don't let any part of that animal go to waste if you can help it. Right, and also there's ethics into hunting too. If you're a hunter and, and you, you know, you're attempting to shoot an animal to harvest it, you obviously are trying to go for a kill shot. You're not. You're not there to, no hunter could say that they're out to torture an animal. Like Absolutely they're not, not about that. In fact, it's, it's quite opposite. Exactly. Okay? So yeah, there's so many good reasons to hunt that it's hard to even, for me, it's hard to understand why someone would, would not want to hunt. Uh, well, no, that's not hard for me to understand. I get it. My wife does not want to hunt. She could never shoot an animal, um, which I totally respect that. I would never ask her to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but she's not against hunting. Mm-hmm. because of that so I think that's what we need to as a society to be you know just because you're not for something doesn't mean you have to be against it you were talking about earlier when you're with a group of ladies um, and you felt almost embarrassed or shy about talking about yeah, hunting. and that was quite a few years ago now um, now I I know enough about hunting and why like for example, with conservation and hunting, they are completely tied together. Hunting, to me, is conservation. Because what people don't understand is that the taxes that are put on, the excise tax that is put on um, hunting equipment, like firearms, ammo, archery equipment, um, fishing equipment, all of that, it's an 11% tax, which goes directly to conservation efforts. Absolutely. So basically, what that does year after year raises money for conservation and it's actually 75% of state fish and wildlife annual budget comes from that 
sportsman generated funds so like the funds that whoa 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 no it's actually this is according to the association of fish and wildlife agencies sportsmen and women generated the funds they generate the funds every year on average 75 percent of state fish and wildlife annual budget Wow, that's I didn't realize it was that much. I knew it was a lot, mm-hmm. but that is that's an it's an alarming number actually. So I, so the people for the ethical treatment of animals don't contribute uh, nearly as much. No, they they actually do not. But um, basically, over the course of many years, so if you guys need a little history lesson, um, around 1903 was when um, around the time that the National Wildlife Refuge came to be by Teddy Roosevelt. He was a hunter, um, but he realized at this point when there were animals like bison that were very close to extinction, mm-hmm. that we needed to do something and that they needed to preserve the habitat and all of that. So mm-hmm. hunting. By hunting, you're saving the animals. Basically, By, by yes. creating better habitat and creating well, limited harvest, you're, yes. you're helping the animals. And also, there's it's not like you when you buy a hunting license, you can hunt for anything you literally if you don't know a lot about hunting and you're listening right now every single animal that you feel like you want to hunt for you have to buy a tag for it yep so i mean that's normal for us to think about but for someone who's never done it if you want to say get go archery hunting you need an archery tag right say in in your area you get an archery tag but then you can also buy a bonus antlerless deer tag then you get a rifle Tag, right. and it's then not you, just hunting season. Right, like, you can you can blame Disney for that. Right, right? Bambi mm, yeah. hunting season. The hunters are coming. They burn down the forest and shoot everything that flies up or runs away from. No, that's and, that's the perception and that people get. There's limits to it too. You don't. You can't just like shoot as many animals as you want. Um, another example of of how hunting is contributing. There's the duck stamp, which yep. people don't understand that how that works either. You know, for every dollar spent on duck stamps, 98 cents of that goes directly to purchasing vital habitat and conservation easements. Um, the funds from the duck stamp have helped to conserve nearly six million acres of habitat since 1934. Do you know how much a federal duck stamp it costs? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not. Okay, it's 25 bucks. Okay. Yep. So let's say that Minnesota alone has, okay, I don't even know the numbers. There's, there's, there's a close to 300,000 deer hunters in the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So let's say that there is 50,000 duck hunters, which in my estimation, or if I had to guess, would be low, right? Mm-hmm. So there's 50,000 duck hunters in Minnesota times $25 each. That's just in that federal duck stamp. Mm-hmm. That's one point two five million dollars is in revenue to that and you said it was 95 percent 98 cents 98 out of cents every dollar out of every dollar so multiply that by 0. 0.98 dollars goes from if there's 50,000 duck hunters in minnesota goes directly from just the federal duck stamp directly back into habitat for ducks exactly you know the other thing that this does and it's not this habitat and this um conservation efforts it's not benefiting just hunters it's benefiting everyone. bird watchers bird watchers it's benefiting people who are hikers um because not not only is you know this money going towards you know population management and, and habitat there are like there's a lot of different pieces to you know outdoor recreation absolutely that it goes towards so if you're a hiker or camper and all of that 
absolutely. Wildlife management areas, for example, are great places to go view view wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, just the one that's up the road from where we're sitting here right now, uh, Kenosha Wildlife Management Area, mm-hmm. north of Duluth, has a trail system, uh, miles and miles of trails that anyone can go walk any time of the year. Um, it, it's not closed to the public or anything like that. You don't have to have a hunting license. You could go on a nice fall day. You could go walk around on the trails out there just to view wildlife if you wanted to. That is paid for by hunting licenses. And and that wild, same wildlife management area is constantly being updated and um, managed for, for habitat for those animals. So that's just one tiny little example here in our little bubble that we live in of, of where that goes. Mm-hmm. So going back to kind of talking to people who, who don't hunt or even social media. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Social media and hunting can be good and bad because I feel like um, through certain certain groups on, on Facebook are, are great and very supportive of, of hunters. I'm in a group called She Huntress, for example, and it's all women that, that hunt and we're all supportive of each other and all of our hunting adventures and that's great. I once was in a group, I think it was like the Minnesota hunting group or something. Mm -hmm. I actually left the group because of how other hunters were commenting on hunters' kills, basically, their their harvest. I I couldn't handle the fact that some some guy posted a a picture of, I think it was his dad's deer that he had been archery hunting for however many years, and it was a pretty small buck, but like... Does it so he got razzed for shooting? Yeah, a small he got buck. razzed for shooting a small bug. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's guys. not right. Like, We're all on the same team here, everybody. Right. So there's you know that, and then just being for me, I remember we've talked about this too. Like you've been hunting for years, and you've posted pictures of tons. Of tons Go on of, my Facebook profile. There's tons <laughs> of old pictures because I don't take pictures anymore for some reason, yeah. which I got to change. Right, but there's tons of pictures that you've taken over tons. the years of you know you with your deer or turkey deer bear turkeys fish right ducks geese just about everything that you can imagine is on my facebook page that Mm -hmm. i've shot over the years i however posted a picture of my first deer ever and got hate on it and it was like okay i don't know if it's because i'm a female or if it's because um it was a smaller doe you know like a smaller deer because i've got smaller deer than that on my facebook right well i actually i had a somebody commented something ridiculous on my picture and I remember you know you feel bad because this was when I was newer too and I was like excited I was excited to post this picture sure and yeah I realize now you know what you you look back in retrospect on maybe your first hunt and okay I probably wouldn't do it that way anymore like I probably wouldn't I don't know I I maybe wouldn't take that animal now sure not now but you did for your first one right so for me, I was proud of it, and I still I, I can be proud of it if yeah, I want to be. Why not? I'm proud of everything that I've ever said. Right? Said. Yeah, but for somebody to feel like they can take that away from you, <laughs> yeah, you know? and that's really weird. That's a really good point that you, mm-hmm. that you brought up, or not necessarily a point, a question that you brought up. Is it because you're a woman that you get attacked on Facebook? That's not the only time you've been attacked Insta- on Facebook. Yeah, or Instagram no. or whatever. Yeah, Instagram specifically. I think that. Instagram, there's a lot, there's a big hunting community on Instagram, but there's also a big non um, anti hunting community on, mm. on there that, you know, they're out to to find the people that hunt and, and, you know, comment on things. And I don't think I've ever had one anti hunting comment ever. You know, I have a friend, Tanya, who um, 
She went on a, a hunt for, it was a mountain lion hunt, mm -hmm. and she shot it with a bow in Idaho. Yep. Legal hunt, and if you don't know a lot about, you know, that type of hunting, it's, they're a predator, but you, you can also eat them. They're like, excellent eating. Yep. I, um, what, from what she told me, she ate the animal and it tasted like pork, yep. but she had this animal rights group that basically put her on their chopping block and you know, had photos of her on their Facebook page. They called her work. She works at a local hospital and, you know, they, they called her work and, you know, decided that they thought she should get fired for her treatment. For of, hunting? Yeah, for hunting, basically. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny to me because it's people that don't understand that, um, you know, there is a huge population of mountain lions in that area and that, you know, like there's a season for it for a reason. Right. And it, it brings value to the mountain lions. Right. If there's no value on those, if there's no value to a rancher being able to charge five grand for a guided mountain lion hunt, what does that mountain lion now become to that rancher? It becomes no longer a profit. All right, and I'm not saying all animals should be for profit, but when you have value put on them, it goes from being something that this rancher can gain $5,000 for, and maybe it'll kill a few more of his cattle, mm -hmm. and that's too bad, but maybe it does. But he can justify it a little better when he's getting 10 clients a year at five grand a pop to go hunt mountain lions. Mm -hmm. Now you take that away, now you have a mountain lion that's worth what to that, to that rancher? Worth zero. In fact, it's worth more dead to him than it is live because it's killing his cattle. Mm -hmm. So people really got to understand that sport hunting, um, trophy hunting, hunting for meat, whatever it may be, is is benefiting the animal that that you're hunting. I mean, there's no other way to explain it, to, mm -hmm. to really look at it. You can try to say, well, but you're killing the animal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you're killing the animal. You're killing a very small percentage of the population of that animal in hopes to raise money and raise awareness for that animal that you're trying to protect. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's it's not just about like the the kill or the harvest of the animal too. Like I said, there's so much more. There's the oh, planning, yeah. there's the, you know, the training for it, the, the aspect of being outside. Absolutely. Of, the accomplishment of it and the the challenge of it the challenge? hunting is not easy folks i don't <laughs> care i don't care where you are or what you're doing i don't care if you're in the most highly populated deer area in the world it's still not easy you still have to know what you're doing to get mm -hmm. a deer um yeah that's that's a really good point uh it's it's frustrating to even think about for me actually uh, i'm sitting here getting kind of irritated <laughs> as i'm as i'm thinking about just people's logic about that but i wanted to ask you more about the, the anti or the, the hate messages you've gotten on Facebook and Instagram. Is it like a daily thing for you? No. Is it weekly? You know, um, no, not currently. Um, there was a point where, gosh, it was now a couple of years ago, there was a girl who was probably like 12 and mm -hmm. she had, um, she had shot a, a bear mm -hmm. and I think it was with her bow even. She was a 12 year old and she got, gosh, 1300 comments yeah. on this picture yeah and most of them were anti-hunters attacking her like saying that she should die that like calling her the worst names that you could call somebody yeah for for hunting this year and but they're so tolerant <laughs> the, this, this bear yeah um no they were very not and so i had commented on that because i'm like she's a 12 year old girl like yeah that's not okay no, she's, she's a 12-year-old girl. Yeah, and, and you know what? She comes from a hunting family, and, you know, she 
she's putting this out there on Instagram, but that doesn't give anyone the right to, you know, basically threaten her life. Yeah, if you, you don't know. like it, don't look at it. Right, scroll past or scroll block past her. Or, or block her, don't ever pay attention to it again. Right. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you have to be against it. Exactly. I had commented on this picture and I had said, you know, you know, keep inspiring, um, nice bear. I don't exactly remember what I said, something but it was nice. something nice to yeah. this girl. And I got quite a few like messages back, also then threatening my life. Yeah. <laughs> and bring it like, on. Basically, I'm just like, holy man, like this yeah. is not okay. And then I got a couple different direct messages, and even one more recently, like, hello, Ellie, will you please stop killing animals? Well, that was what nice. Did they, what did they do to you? And I didn't respond, but. You should have. So like, well, actually, they did nothing to me. I don't. But here's what they do for me. <laughs> They're tasty. Right. And uh, yeah, I just sometimes it's not worth your time. No. Because no, I you suppose. can you can try to change people's minds. And how do you you know? Okay, so that's another topic. You can maybe try and educate, but at the same time, if you're going to do that on a platform like Instagram or uh, Facebook or a forum or whatever, most people are so brave behind the keyboard or behind their oh, phone yeah. that they don't really listen to what you have to say they will just fire back and and threaten like seriously people say this to my face yeah like, they can, can, would you they, say that to my face they, they wouldn't that's 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 typical of people that are anti anything mm -hmm. um they they can go online and and shoot shoot their mouth off or their keyboard off i don't know what the proper word is. yeah <laughs> but do whatever well they're and, so brave it's, it's yeah it's basically oh, bullying brave. it's they're bullying cyber bullies. it's cyber bullies yeah that's what it is yeah uh, it, it's just it baffles me that there's so much of that out there and i had a really good thought you're talking about um changing the minds of anti-hunters we're never going to do that what we need to do is come together as hunter and fisher men and women. We need to come together and quit criticizing each other. We yeah. touched on that a little <laughs> bit earlier. Everybody that's listening out there, I've been guilty of it in the past. I've criticized people for the bucks they've shot. Not, not in a mean way, but maybe teasing way. And I, have, I shouldn't have. Um, and I, I try not to do that anymore um, unless somebody shoots like their second buck at deer camp and it's smaller than their first one then they're going to get they're going to get teased. well that's also people in your family right exactly <laughs> you can kind of rouse them a little yeah bit. exactly then you deserve to get teased but but as far as like different types of hunting goes all right so a good example is bear hunting in wisconsin hunting with hounds in wisconsin is legal for bears and there is a certain population out out there that that thinks that that is unethical and that is animal cruelty and that it shouldn't be it should be illegal. Hunters that I know that think that. Mm -hmm. And my response to that is, you know, maybe it's not what you're used to as a hunter. Maybe you're, not, you know, Ali, maybe you're not used to running bears with dogs. Um, but as a hunter, hunters as a whole, we need to stick together with this because what antis do is they pick apart smaller and more unpopular aspects of hunting and fishing mm -hmm. until they become illegal and then they move to the next thing. So think about that out there. I mean, just because you don't do a certain type of hunting doesn't mean that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just because you don't like to mountain lion hunt doesn't mean that the person that shoots a mountain lion and eats it and puts, you know, the rug up on their, on their wall is wrong. I mean, right. there's nothing wrong about that. So I think that um, the other part to it that would help with this hunting situation is that helping educate people who are the meat eaters. Mm -hmm. They're not anti-hunters, they just don't hunt. Right. Which is kind of the goal of this podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. Is for people that, you know, you eat meat, you don't, maybe you buy at the grocery store, okay, that's fine. But just really, truly 
trying to understand why people do hunt and yeah. be able to defend that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The whole meat eaters against hunting thing, I will never understand. If, could someone, if someone's listening and you eat meat and you hate hunting and are against hunting, could you please like message us on Facebook and just tell us why that is or how that's possible? So as you're eating your cheeseburger tonight, <laughs> please get on Facebook, send me a message and tell me how eating a cheeseburger is any more ethical than, uh, than hunting. Anybody that's never raised cattle or been to a feedlot or a, a, a butcher yard or whatever they're called um, has no clue how that cheeseburger gets put on their plate. So if you're out there and you're listening and you hate hunting and you hate me because of that, please just let me know how I'm wrong for saying what mm -hmm. I just said. No, and you know, I, I also live basically on a farm right now. So mm -hmm. I get to see, you know, cows every day, which yep. is great. But what's interesting that people also don't understand is um, small farmers and hunters are kind of similar in the fact that they love their animals. Absolutely, like, yeah. I, it's a family farm that we have and, or that my husband's family has had for the last hundred years. Um, but they, they love their cows. Like it's, it's sad when one passes, you know, without it, you know, being used for something. Sure. You know, absolutely. and it's the same thing with hunting is that you are passionate about the sport, but you also have a respect for that animal. And it's yeah. a, it's a huge respect thing. And I would, I would bet you that most hunters, maybe they don't admit it. Maybe I'll just admit it because I'm a female and I have that sensitive gene, I guess. Yeah. But I, when I killed my first deer, I was a little sad. It wasn't like a sad, like I'm never going to do this again, but it was a little bit of like, okay, like I. You didn't feel remorse. You no, just I didn't feel remorse. Sad for the animal. Right. Yeah. But, but that, I think that's a normal feeling. It like is. I, it, I think it's a, it's a respect thing absolutely. for that animal. If you don't feel that a little bit, maybe you should get out of the sport. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not saying that you should feel bad for shooting anything, but if you don't feel a little bit, you know, of respect for the animal after you do that, um, you know, it might be your time to, to leave. And if you don't enjoy, like what you were talking about earlier, if you don't enjoy the other aspects of hunting, getting outside, getting exercise, uh, just being in nature, um, spending time with family, friends, everything, all the stuff that encompasses a hunting trip, if that's not why you hunt, and it is strictly about just killing and you would enjoy like going to a petting zoo with a gun and going to town like there's something wrong there. and that is not and i know the anti-hunters think that that's what we're all about they think that we would go and just shoot these animals in a pen because that's what we just like to kill no you know? it's not even close think about that for a second if that's what it was all about that's what we would do and that would be a horrible thing to do right right no that's not what that's not how you again kind of a graphic image but exactly but it's this, like I said, it's the same thing with, with the small, small town farmer. Right. They care about the animals. They feed the animals. They're there every day. They put so much time in. You know, it's, it's amazing when, you know, a, a calf is born and it's, you know, sad when the calf doesn't make it. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, man, I remember this spring or winter spring, I was feeding a calf that's mom was not taking care of it. Yeah. And I turned to Nick's uncle and I was like, how... How do you not get attached? Like he's so cute, especially when you bottle feed them, they yeah. just like attach to you. You're now their mommy. Yeah. And so he would just come up to me and I named him and I'm like, ah, oh, I just love this little baby, yeah. you know, Curly, come over here, Curly. Is that his name? Well, I named him How's Curly. How's he doing? Well, I think he's okay. I haven't fed him in a while, okay. but 
yeah, no, he's, he's, he was pretty cute. And I asked him like, how do you not get attached? And he's like, you think I don't like, yeah. And he's been doing this for his whole life. His dad did it. His grandpa did it, you know, farming and you do get a, attached and you do have that emotional connection to the animal and same with hunting you do have some type of emotional connection because say it's a deer that you have been seeing on your trail cam for for years months for you know like and you kind of know that animal yeah and then you finally take that animal it's there's a lot more emotion there's different emotions to it than farming but with hunting it's like when you finally get that animal it's a it's a huge accomplishment b it's respect like you have so much respect right but you're you're mixing uh you're mixing emotion with logic right and that's what we do when we're talking about hunting yeah there's an emotional aspect of it but we logically understand that by buying a a minnesota deer license every year mm -hmm. we're contributing to the population to research that goes towards them mm -hmm. if you don't like hunting Habitat. the best thing you can do is go out and buy a hunting license right i'm not saying you should especially for like draw tags <laughs> um, because all that does is take away from the go people get a that duck actually, stamp yeah go buy a duck stamp if you right. really love wildlife go buy a duck stamp so the the real big points then for hunting and, and fishing is it's tradition. There's one, it's, yep. it's a tradition. You can teach your kids, your son or future daughter, daughter or whatever. Nephew. Nephew or neighbor. Sure. You can teach, you know, wife, pass on the tradition if, if there's interest in it. Yep. And it's, it's a time to spend together outside doing something other than, you know, Sitting Netflix and chilling. Yeah. And it's, you know, people say there's an obesity crisis in the country. Well, get outside, get outside, <laughs> go hunting. Right. Um, and then there's also obviously the meat for the table. Yep. So that's another good, good point. That's actually one of my favorite points. Right. And it's clean meat, clean, mean meat, mm -hmm. basically it's healthy protein. If you're, if you have a health issues or if you have weight loss issues, go on a diet of venison, vegetables <laughs> and fish, right. fruits, vegetables, fish. If you eat that, you will lose weight. <laughs> Right. It's, it's not it's, rocket science, and that's a great point of hunting is that you can have this, you can provide for yourself and your family this excellent source of protein that is, there's no hormones, there's no steroid injections or whatever. I don't even know if that's true, all that stuff they say, it goes into domestic animals. Uh, there's none of it, though. No, you know? I mean, if, if it's coming from our farm, that's not the truth. Right, and I, I don't think that's the truth for a lot of places. Right. I think that's, we can get into that. Actually, we won't get into that because that's talking about commercial beef and stuff like that, and I don't really care to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, um, definitely, food for the table. Yep. And then there's obviously conservation and habitat and um yeah com conservation and habitat is the other big thing um you can thank hunters for the current deer population the current elk populations the current moose populations the current wolf populations i don't mm -hmm. care what you think hunters did not decimate wolves in the in the lower 48 poachers and government agencies decimated the wolf mm -hmm. um, so you can thank hunter for any of that you can thank fishermen and women for uh, the the populations of fish in our lakes rivers and streams because of stocking programs paid for uh, if you paid like for wildlife, by hunters for. and anglers and not just not just um, game species you know our funds for Minnesota and Wisconsin go to the non-game fund as well mm -hmm. uh, chickadees Tweety birds, uh, cranes, whatever it is that is out there that you can't hunt, they're benefited by sportsmen and women's dollars as well. 
hunters and anglers and you know shooters they're paying for conservation Absolutely. in this country and that's why hunting is conservation so we've got table fair i like to call it table table fair, fair. table fair we've got the tradition of it we've got the conservation aspect of it what about the health aspect of it like getting outside and being active mm -hmm. i know for myself uh in my the last 10 years i've definitely gotten more out of shape than i want to be mm -hmm. um, i'm hoping to do some some out west hunts here uh, in the next couple of years and i'm starting to exercise a lot more and i want to make sure that i'm in shape so i can do those things i don't want to be you know ten thousand feet up in elevation sucking wind <laughs> and not be able to get it's, to where the elk are it's hard um, yeah, there's the physical and I think mental, emotional aspect of it. It's um, physical it's as good far for the soul as soul too. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's good for your. I think it's good for your mental health. Absolutely. If you are in nature, I don't know if y'all are familiar with mindfulness at all. Mindfulness training. It's kind of something that's also kind of tied into yoga and things like that, where you are meditating when you're in nature and you're sitting in a, a deer stand or you're hiking around looking for elk. That is a little bit of a meditation. Uh, huge. And um, yeah, you're, you're acutely aware of what is going on around you. Yep. Your eyes are open. You your ears everything. are open. You are completely absorbing your surroundings. You're not on your phone. You're right. not thinking about work. You're not thinking about your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatnot you're acutely aware of where you are in that exact moment. You're mindful of your body because you need to be physically prepared for whatever is going to get Right. Yep. Th that's a great point. I have said this for a dozen years since I became an adult. So what am I? I'm 33 now. So 15 years ago, basically when I basically was on my own, I've never been completely on my own because my parents have always been there if I need something, you know, mm -hmm. but, when I was 18, I was expecting to be an adult. And ever since then, my current year's problems and my next year plan has always happened during the Minnesota firearms season. While I'm sitting on my deer stand, listening and watching for deer, I think about my obstacles that I've had this current year and what am I gonna do in 2018 to fix them. And about 99% of the time, I will come up with solutions or a plan for to make my next year better than my previous year. There isn't anything out there, in my opinion, that you can do that you can enjoy while you're doing it, spend that much time doing it, and get as much mental health issues you solved. Know, <laughs> solved. And everybody has problems, right? There's not a person out there that doesn't have problems. And there's the, the power of your mind and when you're, when you're sitting in your deer stand and what you can think of just mm -hmm. having that meditation. And it probably is what you're talking about with the meditation aspect of it. Mm -hmm. You're clear, your thoughts are clear. Mm -hmm. It gives you the ability to shut everything else out and really think about what you need to focus on as an individual, as a dad, as a husband, as a wife, whatever it might be. Self-reflection. Thoughts by Phil. That should be like. <laughs> <laughs> you should start journaling. <laughs> should start Do your journal. journals with <laughs> Phil Step. It reminds me of that journal entry, or the, the deep thoughts with, uh, uh, I forgot what the name of it is on Saturday Night Live. Deep Thoughts Saturday Night Live. You're probably too young for that. <laughs> but that's what that reminds me of. So so there we go. Mental health. Yeah. Mental we'll health. And, and physical and, health. And physical health. Like um, this fall, your brother, Jake, mm -hmm. and I and my husband, Nick, and my dad and my brother are going to Idaho. Elk hunting. Archery hunting. Must so, be rough. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited, to be honest. But... Uh, last year I went rifle hunting out there in Colorado. Yep. Um, but 
this year I'm, I really wanted to do an archery hunt and I got the opportunity to go and I know that I need to train pretty hard, hard. yep so I'm I started running this week good <laughs> but I also am training for the half there's a half marathon I'm running um, so that helps but running and getting physically stronger being able I want to be able to pack out the meat like yep. I want to be able to I mean well, we will have horses but there's some aspect that if the horses can't get to that oh, elk yeah. you that gotta you gotta to. you gotta hike yourself and and you know and get into the elk before you shoot it even you got to be in right. shape right you don't want to abandon a bull elk that's in a valley because you don't want to you can't get to it right and i since i'm bow hunting i right now i'm shooting at 50 pounds which i want to be shooting at 60. yeah 50 um, pounds would do it 50 pounds would do it that's legal in idaho no. but i do i would rather be at 60 if yeah. i can get there which i know i can i've yeah. always been like an athlete at heart. Yeah, so. you just got to get a little stronger. Yep, I just need to, well, it's practice, really, and it's... Well, and, and, and it's, your diet, meat, potatoes, yep. and cheese. <laughs> right. Don't eat anything else. <laughs> okay, Phil, <laughs> sure. <laughs> the cheese part, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't quote me on that, everybody. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yep, no, so, yeah, there's a, there's a physical aspect, and it's also, it's a goal. I think every hunting season, you have a goal. Everyone has a personal goal. I mean, if you're small game hunting, it maybe is... Uh, Grouse or, grouse or pheasant or you know goose hunting or duck hunting or whatever there's maybe some goals smaller goals that you have there maybe during deer season you have a goal to okay so i've been watching this specific deer on my trail camera or uh i'm really wanting to you know shoot a a, a bigger buck, buck a bigger buck year. than last yeah. year i'm not saying you have to like top yourself every year but you know, everyone, everyone has personal growth goals. And I think what's important, especially for a new hunter, is don't compare your your goals to somebody else's goals. I made that mistake mm. before. I was hunting, it was my second year, I think, hunting. And I, um, I saw this beautiful six point buck and I, it was 20 yards away. And I, <laughs> I was, I was standing up, I was pulled back. I was, I watched him for 25 minutes. And you never shot I did not shoot him because so many things were going on through my mind. I was thinking, okay, so I was on my, my now husband, Nick's property, his family's property. I'm like, okay, would they shoot this deer? Yes, because, probably. Yeah, Nick told me later, he's like, yeah, I would have shot him. Yeah. Like, okay. But in my head, I was like, okay, so because of my first experience where I shot such a small deer yeah. that I, I got, I felt kind of judged a little bit for it that I'm like, okay, so I need to like really set my standards higher. You need a 10 pointer. I need, yeah, I need a better deer, yeah. you know? And so I, I had in my head all these other people's expectations. Oh, what, would my dad shoot this deer? No, he wouldn't shoot this deer. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he probably would, yeah. especially, and then after the I fact, but. <laughs> sure, whatever. But like after the fact, I was thinking like, okay, People, like, I really shouldn't think about other people's expectations. That would have been an amazing deer for me, especially yeah. for archery, um, for, you know, my second year hunting yeah. with a bow, you know. And I I should have, and it's a regret that I have, but honestly, it's a learning thing. Well, you'll get a six-by-six six bull this year. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Don't compare yourself to other people. And, and the other thing, we got to knock off this. The, the hunter shaming, especially from yeah, other hunters. Yeah, like, right. If someone shoots a little buck and they were happy for shooting it, 
that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. You know, do I think that we... They should. taste good too, by they the way. They do taste good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, on the opposite side of that, I hate it when people are, like, people are like, well, you can't eat the antlers. I get that, you can't eat the antlers. But, okay, so there needs to be a balance. Like, should I be shooting a four corn or a, or a six pointer? Probably not, ever. Um, but if I've gone five years without shooting something, in northern Minnesota and northern Wisconsin, that's a very real possibility. You guys might laugh that are listening to us here. But when we have bad years, we have bad years. Really bad. And there are no there deer. There are a lot of wolves, too. Yep. <laughs> and there are no deer. If I want to shoot a six-pointer after three or four years of being dry, I'm going to shoot a six-pointer. And I'm going to feel great about it. And if I post a picture of that on Facebook, and I get a ton of people saying, why would you shoot such a little buck? <laughs> you know, I, I'm actually probably going to like it and, like, provoke a little bit because that's the kind of guy I am but, <laughs> but but when you do that to other people all that does is discourage them from the sport um, we really need to stop this you know oh you've got to shoot a mature buck only kind of thing yeah ideally yes that would be perfect if everybody that was out there waited for a mature buck and shot it and were perfectly okay with that that'd be great however that's not what hunting's about mm -hmm. it really isn't we really need to get away from that so. Hunting for me growing up was food, <laughs> literally yeah. oh, was absolutely. food. Like we had four kids in my family and weren't the richest family, you know. Yeah. So everyone had their fair share of struggles. And yeah. so venison was like the staple meat in my home. Yeah, too bad your dad was such a terrible hunter. No, no just kidding. He was not. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. That was sarcastic. Yeah, I know. But to wrap it up a little bit, uh, just be be nice to other hunters you yeah. know and just i mean if we're you're, on the same team here right and you know if you're not a hunter and you're looking to get into it there are good people out there that will that are willing to mentor and are willing to you know talk to you about hunting it's just there's some not so great people too yeah absolutely and if you have questions about any of this stuff shoot us a message on the empower outdoors uh, facebook page or Instagram, or Instagram, whatever. whatever. Let us know if you, you know, hey, I'm so and so from wherever, and I'm looking to go turkey hunting. I will, I will literally get on the computer and look up where you're from and where you can go hunting and, and help you out. I, mm -hmm. I really will. I'm, no, I'm saying if I get a thousand of those, obviously it's not possible for me to do that. But you know, if you do have a question about about the stuff and why you think you should get into hunting, or you know, I, I come from a family that's all anti-hunting, and I've really always wanted to hunt. What should I do? Well, I can't help you with that because I don't know what you should do, but I would go hunting. Right. You know? So, right. Um, and there's also other like organizations out there you can get involved in, like Ducks Unlimited or National uh, or the the Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain. Elk, We're going Elk to that Foundation. tomorrow. Yep, we have a banquet tomorrow. There's yep. a head of the head of the lake chapter banquet tomorrow. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, so that that'll be fun. But there's a lot of different um, conservation-based chapters of hunting chapters out there. Um, organizations that basically can hook you up with yep. some great resources and you know other like-minded people or people that are good to talk to about hunting and fishing and, all and doing that. something is better than doing nothing right exactly so, so cool thank you all for listening um and tune in next week we have quite a bit to talk about more fishing topics and i'm going to san diego and, next week yep I was going to San Diego. I'm gonna go to the zoo. <laughs> gonna go to SeaWorld. And I'm gonna go fishing. Yeah, so he'll be able to talk to us a little bit about his fishing adventures yep. in San Diego. So thanks for listening to Empower Outdoors. <laughs>